Look at your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to say thank you to all our team that worked diligently setting it up all outside. And then the rain came, the drizzle, and we were able to pull it all back in here. I appreciate all of you that worked diligently and, get it and got it done. Thank you so much. Come on, give them a hand. Thank you. Hallelujah. With, with Florida weather, we, we never know what's going to happen. With the Florida weather, we never know. I mean, it could be sunny, and five minutes later, it could be boring <laughs> in, in Florida. But hey, we have elements for you. If you didn't, if you forgot your elements in the car, we have your elements here. So when we take communion, we want you to be ready to take communion. But I just want to say thank you, everybody, for being here tonight to our Saturday, our Saturday service. Thank you. And those that are watching the internet, we appreciate you tuning in. You never know. We're going to be outside. We're going to be inside. But no matter what, rain or shine, we're going to have church. Rain or shine, we're going to have church. Rain does not stop us. It doesn't stop us from going to eat. It doesn't stop us to go to work. It doesn't stop. And we live in Florida. It rains every day. It rains in, it rains in every direction. Even when the meteorologist says it ain't going to rain, you guarantee it's going to rain somewhere. We're going to get some type of shower. So it doesn't stop us. So if it doesn't stop us from doing our own personal things, it ain't going to stop God from blessing us. Amen? Amen? No matter what, we assemble together in the house of the Lord. Amen. We honor that word. We're obedient to the word of God. And because of that, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless your obedience. God's going to bless you because you put your trust in him. So we say thank you. And like I said, today's Power Saturday. I believe in, in the power of God. How many of you believe in the power of God? Amen. Well, it, for the power to work, that means you've got to be willing to seek out the power. You've got to be willing to recognize where does power come from? Where did this supernatural anointing power come from? Well, we know it comes through Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, Jesus tells us this in Matthew chapter 20, verse 18. Jesus came and spake of them, saying, All power, all power, everybody say that, all power, all power. is given unto me into heaven and earth. Hallelujah, all power has been given to Jesus. All power unto me in heaven and earth. In other words, in the heavens and on this earth, all power has been given to Jesus Christ. And then he tells his disciples, go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them, also, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. In other words, Jesus says, all power is given to me from heaven and earth. In other words, in the heavens there's power, and on this earth there's power, and it all belongs to me. And I give you that power to go you therefore and teach all, teach all nations under this power, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In other words, you do not operate outside of this power. Anything outside of this power is you. I'm going to say that again. Anything outside of this power is you. And you ain't going to get yourself that far. You're going to find yourself messed up. But under this power, you can baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In other words, you can be a witness of the, of the power of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. You have that anointing power because of Jesus. Because you embrace Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that power lives inside of you. To do what? To go. To go where? Where God sends you, where the Father sends you, where the, where the Holy Spirit, where the Son sends you, sends you, where the Holy Spirit sends you. Wherever they want you to go, it doesn't matter if it's heaven, if it's high, if it's low, if it's, if it's north, south, and east, and west, it doesn't matter. You have the power to go, to do what God wants you to do. And this is our season and time to operate in this power. Now, we're showing, what we're seeing today is a different type of power. We're seeing a power of destruction. We're, seeing a, we're hearing a power of hatred. Why? Because when the body of Christ does not recognize the power of God and does not embrace the power of their Lord Jesus Christ, the devil is going to show his power. So we're seeing the power of sin influence in America, in the world. 
We're seeing the hatred of this power. We're seeing the destruction of this power. But this power is not greater than our Lord Jesus Christ. But it seems like that because of the time and season we're living in because the body of Christ has refused to operate in this power. And because of that, you're not seeing the miracles. You're not seeing the salvations. You're not seeing the healing power. You're not seeing the restorating power. You're not seeing the the Holy Ghost transformating power. You're not seeing kingdom status, but you're seeing division. There's division in family. There's division in neighborhoods. There's division in the job and the workplace. There's division in businesses. There's division in people in general. Why? Because Satan's power is creating havoc in America. It has nothing to do with the election. It's been like this since the beginning of time. We're just living in a a, a time and season where it's magnified more. Why? Because of the technology we're in. Some of you have it in your hand. It's called a phone or a tablet, a computer, the internet. 24-7, all avenues of looking up where havoc is at. In one stroke of a key, you can pull up the statistics on how many people, where it's at. Or one stroke of a key, you can send out your opinion of what you think of what you're seeing. And it can reach billions in a second. That's the time and season we're living in. And the devil is utilizing this. When if this power belongs to the church, not him. Remember what Jesus did on this cross? Does anybody remember, truly know what Jesus did on this cross? He defeated the the power of sin. Yes or no? So when he defeated the power of sin, when he said, it is Finish. That means he ended the devil's reign. At that very moment when he said, it is finished, and he gave up the ghost, he ended the devil's reign, the devil's authority, the devil's power. But it's amazing how you don't see that. And not only did he end the reign, but after his resurrection, he gave... His power to you and me. He didn't give it back to the devil. He gave it to you. His church. See, I have power. I have the ability to operate in this power. To go. To preach. To teach. To lay hands on the sick. Raise the dead. See the eye, the blind eyes open? Deaf ears open? Dumb mouth speaks. I have that power. I have that authority. Because of Jesus Christ inside of me. Because I am the church. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And this is your time. This is your seizing to start operating in this power. And Jesus said, all power is given to me. In other words, you ain't going to get it anywhere else. You ain't going to get it from your mama. You ain't going to get it from your daddy. You ain't going to get it from your brother, your sister. You ain't going to get it from your pastor. You ain't going to get it from your bishop. You ain't going to get it from a prophet. You ain't going to get it from an evangelist. You ain't going to get it from an apostle. You're only going to get it through Jesus Christ. You ain't going to get it anywhere else. Power only comes through Jesus Christ. For the sole purpose, plan, and expectation is to establish kingdom status throughout the world. In your family, in your neighborhood, in your job, your business, in society today. All You you may think, well, how much power do you need? About the size of a mustard seed. You don't need much power. Oh, you got to have this great. You, who said, show me in this word where you have to be a 
well-renowned evangelists to do it. Show me where you have, show me in this word where you have to be a well-renowned pastor or bishop or prophet or prophetess or an apostle. No. You. You have that power. How much power do you need? About the size of a grain of mustard seed. We minimize God. We minimize the power of God. How do we do that? Our attitudes. Our attitude minimizes the power of God. This book right here, Genesis to Revelation, it's all the power you need. There ain't another book you need. Throw all the other books away. Throw all the other gurus away. Right here. You want an author? His name is God. You don't need some other author. I don't care what grace book you have. I don't care what faith book you have. I don't care. I'll throw it all away. This is the only book you need to be reading. Because let me tell you something. Because all, they've, all those gurus have done is taken from this right here, from this book. Y'all spend how much money on all these books? And guess what? All you need is this book right here, which this author, author has never been tainted, doesn't operate in flesh, always operates in the spirit, the supernatural. But it's amazing how when somebody out there, because we like them, because we, like, we watch them on TV, we think we need their new book. No, you don't. You need the book right here. It's called the book, the Bible. Basic instructions before you leave earth. You don't need, you don't need grace book. You, don't, you want to find out grace right here. Right here, read it. You won't be deceived. Man's a liar. Man is incapable to talk like God. You don't think like God. He's still human. He's still human. He's still subject to humanity. But God's not subject to humanity. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's, all, he's everywhere. He, he, he is power. And he wants you to have it. How do we have it? Jesus. You got to go through Jesus. If you want to operate in this power, you got to go and embrace Jesus Christ. Every one of you has this power. Don't minimize what you think you don't have. Well, Pastor Dad, I'm not perfect, but God is. Stop looking at your inequalities, what you don't have. Stop looking at what you don't have. Look what you do have. You have Jehovah Jireh. You have the, the Most High God. You have a God that sits on the throne. Where you think you come up short, man, I'm telling you, he can pay the bill. He ain't never short. The silver and gold belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. The air you breathe belongs to him. Stop thinking you can't. Oh, I can't wait for Pentecost. I got a message, man, it's going to be. I was like, Lord, why can't it be Pentecost? Why can't it be June again? I have to write it down because if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. I'm sitting there the other day, and I was, he, he gave me this thought, and I thought about it, and I said, did I write that down? Because the other day I said, Lord, I forgot it. And last night I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden I got into bed before I went to bed, and God brought it to my attention. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I forgot. It's like, why can't it be Pentecost? I was saying that last night. I was why can't it be Pentecost today? But it's still power. It's power Saturday. It may not be Pentecostal power, but hey, there's Pentecostal power every day because that's the economy we live in. But this is the power. This is power Saturday. And we know all power comes through Jesus Christ. The more you embrace Jesus, the greater your power is going to be. The more you, and I, listen to me, I can't make you do that. You've got to do that on your own. God, can't, God cannot even make you do that. You have to make a decision in your life. Either what you see, what you hear, and what man is saying is greater than, greater than your God, or you're greater than that. And the only way you're going to know is by you seeking God. By you doing it. You gotta, you gotta seek the Lord. You gotta seek Him. Because the, the more you seek Him, the greater you become. The more you break bread with Him, the more you, let's put it this way isolate yourself from everybody and you get alone with Him. Why was David able to do what he was able to do? Because he isolated himself from everything. That's why he was able to take the giant on, because he was isolated. He isolated himself from his family. He was getting along. Yes, he was taking care of his father's sheep, but he was isolated from his brothers, the influence of his brothers. 
the influence of his father. He was isolated, and he was taking care of the sheep like a good shepherd. Now, we know out of David came the lineage of Jesus Christ, the, the, the great shepherd. But David isolated him because David was able to isolate him. He was able to take on that giant. See, we got to learn how to, to, to operate in this power every day. But for, for that to happen, you've got to isolate yourself and you've got to seek the Lord. That's why we tell you people, you need to read your Bibles. You need to read your Bibles every day. What are you doing? You're isolating yourself. You need to put everything down and say, you know what? I'm just going to seek the Lord. If that means you got to get up a little bit early, so be it. Get up a little bit early. What do you care, man? Oh, but I'm tired. Well, go to bed earlier. This is, this, you, what are you doing? You're isolating yourself. You're getting alone with God. You, why? Because you got, you got power inside of you that needs to come forth. You may need to raise the dead. You may need to be lay hands on the sick and lay the you may You may, to, may call someone that's blind. You know, there's, there, there's many types of blindness. physical blindness, but there's also spiritual blindness. You may need to lay hands on someone's ears because they're deaf. They may be physical deaf, but they're also spiritual deaf. They can't hear God. They're clogged, full of sin. What are you doing when, you're, when you isolate yourself? You're opening yourself up to God. You, you are breaking bread with God. You're getting, you're, 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 you're become one with God so God can use you. You young people, you kids, you should get up early. You should learn this, what we sing, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You should learn what that is. If you don't understand it, we'll give you a paper that explains everything. You read it every day before you go to school. All of you, you should be singing that. Teach it as the disciple says. Jesus, teach us how to pray. Okay, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Man, you sit there, man, you can pray that whole thing for an hour. And you're still not done. Young people need to learn this. Parents, you need to push your kids in the direction of getting along with God. See, David was a young boy when he did this. He was a young boy. Oh, the devil tried him. He used the bear. He killed the bear. Oh, he tried him again. He used the lion. He, he killed the lion. That was a setup. God was preparing him. Why was Elijah able to do what he was able to do? He was isolated. Come on. You go and read the scriptures and how these men and women were able to, there was a time where they were isolated. We're no different. Maybe a different time and season, but God's the same. His power is the same. And it's time for the church, the new Israel, the new covenant, to start operating this power. Start, start, it's time not only operate it, but see it. I thank God for all the power that, that Israel saw. But hey, I'm ready to see it. But to see that means we got to be willing to break bread. That means we, gotta, we have to be willing to, to gravitate to our Lord Jesus our Lord Jesus, we got to be willing to gravitate. We got to be willing to, to, to really seek the Lord, really seek who he is to us. See, he's more than just someone who died on the cross and forgave us of our sins. He's so much more than that. He's all power. He's the power of the heavens and the earth. In other words, everything bows down to him. Devils bow down to him. Devils bow down. I want you to hear that. Every tongue shall confess and every knee, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That means everything. Heaven or earth, the principalities here are going to have to bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord. Sicknesses has to bow down and confess Jesus is Lord. Diseases, affirmities, viruses, poverty, debt, racism, color, culture. Because he died for all of it. And this power is ours. It's our season and our time to operate. Operate in it. In other words, use our hands in the power of God. Use our feet. Use all of our being in this power. We just don't use our right hand. We use the right hand and the left hand. We just don't use our right foot. We use all of ourselves. We jump into it. 
We just don't scratch the surface of this power. No, 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 no. We're going all in. We are jumping in. We're getting deep. But to get deep means you got to get deep in this word. you got to get deep in your knees and crying out to God. Because if not, all you're going to be doing is a little, little, little spark. It would only take a spark to get a fire. Go, but I don't want to hear that. No, no, no. I don't want a spark, man. I want Elijah fire. Come down! I want an Elijah fire. I don't want to take a spark. America, hey, listen to me. We're beyond the spark, people. America, ooh, look at spark. Oh, sparklers. I mean, when you go to 4th of July, ooh, I got sparklers. People don't want to see sparklers. They want the bang. They want the, they want the big kaboom. Well, guess what? Israel got that. The prophets of Baal got that. That's the fire that has to be seen. Because this little spark now, Ain't going to get this fire going. It's going to take the power of God. Because we got too much devil. We got too many devils running around. We got too many devils that has infiltrate the body of Christ. See, <laughs> before we can get out in the world, we got to get the church saved. Before we can get out there in the world and get the world saved, the body of Christ needs a Holy Ghost intervention. I'm sorry. We can talk about the world. We can talk about that. We can talk about if the body of Christ doesn't get a Holy Ghost intervention, guess what? The world ain't never going to get saved. And that's the problem. There's too much division in here. Why? Because we have forsaken the power. We just want to get together and have, you know, Taco Tuesday and Wednesday stir fry and Thursday barbecue, whatever, or Friday collard greens. But what I'm saying is I'm trying to get my mom to make me some black eyed peas. I say Saturday is black eyed peas Saturday. Lima beans. I've been craving that. I don't know why. See, but that's what we've become. Instead of just coming here and don't have a plan and just, we're just going to fall on our knees. And cry holy, holy, holy. Lord God almighty. Holy is your name. body of Christ has to repent. We're so influenced with the world. There's people in here right now that are so influenced with fear of the world, you can't hear God. I'm not saying be naive, but you need to operate in wisdom. To operate in wisdom means you've got to embrace Jesus. Jesus is your wisdom. He's your wisdom. Because if not, you'll start leaning on your own understanding. And you'll miss out in the supernatural power of God. See, this is our season and time to operate in this power. Each disciple that Jesus had had this power. We have this power. God's no respect of persons, A-O-M. Say the name Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Say it one more time. Jesus. See, that name resonates power. When you say that name, when you don't know what to say, just say that name. Because that name resonates power. The very thing that you go going through, the very thing that, you, that you're in, regardless if you put yourself in it or not, it doesn't matter. That name resonates power. In other words, whatever that is that you're going through has to respond to that power has to respond. Why? Why? Because all power is given to Jesus, heaven and earth. All power. In other words, when you say that name, everything stops. I don't care what the devil's trying to do. When you say that name, the devil has to stop. Whether you don't even have the, 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 the amount of faith that you think you need to have, it doesn't matter. That name, just saying that name, the devil has to stop. And he has to recognize who that individual is. He has to recognize all power. I have no power. And every time you say that name, you remind the devil, <laughs> you've got no power. Jesus is my power. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. And I'm going to say it, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Save now. 
Save me now, Jesus. Heal me now, Jesus. Heal, restore me now, Jesus. Transform me now, Holy Spirit, under, the, uh, under that name, Jesus Christ. Who so loved me and gave his life for me. Who redeemed me. Who healed my body. Who made me whole. Just by saying that name, all these things have to go into effect. It resonates power. Why do you think they're attacking the church? Why do you think they're attacking? Why? Because if they can get the church not to preach Jesus, they can control. All of this, what you're seeing is, is attack of the church. Because they know if the church is open, the church preaches the authority, the power of Jesus Christ. The ability of the Holy Spirit. So that's why they're stopping it. That's, that's why they don't want you to stop. That's why they want to put, you, put a mask on your head. They, they camouflage it as a way of covering a sickness. But the bottom line is, is to keep your mouth shut. So you cannot engage people with the truth. It's already been proven by the CDC, who we all call God here in America, said wearing a mask does not stop you from getting the virus. But we still have to wear a, vi a mask. Why? Because the sole purpose is, is to keep your mouth shut. So you cannot evangelize. So you cannot engage. That mask right now is not going to save you from anything because that, that mask was made by man. You want salvation? Put on the whole helmet of, of salvation. Put your helmet of salvation on. You want to protect yourself? Put on the whole armor of God. You never walk out of your house naked. You always put on the whole armor of God. The shield of faith. The breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, shiny shoes. That's power. But the world says all you need is a mask to protect you. No, that mask is to keep your mouth shut. You have a choice to listen to the world or listen to those saith the Lord. Now, I'm not telling you to be naive. Let's use godly wisdom, people. Let's use wisdom. I'm not saying this virus is not real because I know people that have this virus. Never said that. But the mass ain't going to save you. I don't care. They've already said that. They've already proven it. Because if the mass is working, why are people still getting it? Because the mass don't work. It's a false, I'm going to do it, get ready to down. It's a false hope. It's a false faith. It's man's faith. Man, 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 the author, Jesus is the author and finisher of faith, not man, not a doctor, not a scientist, not an educator, not a professor, not a teacher. No, Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. And when you bow down to man, guess what? You open the door to man's diseases. Uh-oh, she just coughed. We better spread 12 feet from her because God forbid. Come on, let's think about it. Now, everyone, when somebody coughs, we all go like, like it's the end of the world. Listen to me, you live in Florida. You're going to cough, you're going to sneeze, you're going to do that. Why? Because we live in Florida. It's called pollen. It's called allergies. We got every known allergy, and, and, and I'm like, if you go down the list, of the I have been pr pricked by every doctor under Florida. I'm allergic to everything. I am, except for my wife. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But according to the doctor, ask my mama. She has took me everywhere. I have had every needle in the back and the arm and everything. Shots. Oh, I'd go every week and get a shot. And I've come to realize, I'm like, you're just stealing my money. I'm like, Jesus, just save me and heal me. I don't got time for this. 
Because, Mr. Thomas, you're allergic to this. You're allergic to roaches. Well, guess what? Roaches are all... Guess what? There's more than them than us, so I can't help that. I'm only allergic to the German kind. Well, it's amazing how there's German men who infiltrated us to German... I mean, I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to dogs. I'm allergic to birds. I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to... And I'm like, give me a break. Rugs. Mold. Everybody's allergic to mold. Come on. I mean, give me a break. But it's amazing how we, when we hear these things, we think, well, I got to do what the doctor says. Or you can listen to God and say, be healed in Jesus' name. Walk by faith, not by sight. Now, I'm not, listen to me. Please, don't misunderstand me. I am not, you may be in here and say, you know what, Pastor, that I really do have sin. You know what, guess what, tonight's your night. Be healed. I'm not making fun of you. I'm, the, I'm only speaking from experience of what they had to do to me. Every doctor I've gone to, I've gone, I have been pricked, I don't know how many times by needles, to the point where they look at me strange because I'm like, well, you're sticking me. I want to know what you're sticking me with. So I watch them. They look at me like, nobody's ever watched. I'm like, well, I've been, I've been down this road. I don't know how many times. I'm surely not allergic to food. <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? We're never allergic to food. None of us are, especially during a pandemic. That's our excuse to eat. Don't, please don't join a gym come December. Please don't join a gym come December. But this is our time. This is our, this is our time and season to operate in this power. This is our time and season to get, to, get, to get real with God. This is time for your season to get real. In this time, let's, let's, let's utilize what this time and season that we're in it. In other words, not utilize it for fear, but let's utilize it for the kingdom of God. In this time, you may be home. You're not maybe have to work at home. Utilize this time and seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord. You may be like, well, Pastor Dad, I don't have a job. Guess what? Yes, you are. You are always an employee of heaven. You do have a job. Get out there and witness. Get out there in the, in the, in, in the world out there and start going into all the world and preach the gospel. I guarantee you this, before, before the end of the week, you will have a job. Because the devil does not want you to evangelize. The devil does not want you to get out there and preach the gospel. If you got to get out there and hold up a sign on, on Sheridan and volunteer and repent for the kingdom of God. And you do that for an hour a day. What are you doing? You're doing your duty as a born-again believer. Or do it on university. Wherever you live. You may not have a job. Yes, you do. You're a, Walk your neighborhood. Start declaring your neighborhood. Start praying in the Holy Ghost in your neighborhood right now. What are you doing? You're killing, you're killing uh, two birds with one stone. You're getting exercise and you're giving God glory. You're walking your neighborhood. You're declaring your neighborhood. It belongs to the kingdom of God. You're going to see your neighborhood saved. What are you doing? You are showing God that no matter what man says, no matter what, what the world has done to you, you're still employed by heaven. And you're going to operate in his power. That's impossible. No, it's not. Because in, in Matthew chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, in Matthew chapter 10, that Jesus picked his 12 disciples and he sent them out. And he says, I will send you out with no script. You will not have no silver or gold. You will only go out in my name. And in Luke chapter 10, he sent 70 out. And he says, hey, don't take a purse. Don't take clothes. Don't take it. I send you out under my name. In other words, I am your employer. My name, who I am. All, remember, all power belongs to me in heaven and earth. In other words, I will sustain you. I will provide for you. I will take care of you. Your sole purpose, regardless of what it may be, regardless of what is happening on the earth, I will take care of you. And every one of those disciples, whether they were the 12 or the 70, all came back with a good report. God, why? Because they were sent out under that name, that name that provides. What did Jesus say? We know what the devil does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give you life more abundantly. In other words, life. In other words, what's life? What does it take to live? You need food. You need water, you need shelter, you need, you need all this thing to have 
And Jesus says, I come to give you life more abundantly. In that abundance is going to be food. It's going to be water. It's going to be shelter. It's going to be clothes. It's going to be, it's going to be security. It's going to be safety. It's going to be satisfaction. Why? Because I am your life more abundantly. See, the devil doesn't do that. The devil, what does the devil do? The devil takes your safety, takes your security, and takes your satisfaction. But Jesus says, I come to give it all to you. So you have nothing to worry about. Whether you're employed or unemployed, it doesn't matter. God is bound by his word through Jesus Christ to give you life more abundantly. Because all power comes through him. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, I love this. In Acts chapter 3, we see two disciples and a lame gentleman. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at that hour of prayer, beginning the ninth hour. And, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles and bones received strength. And he leaped up, stood, and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was the which sat for alms at the, at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at, at that which had happened unto them. Here's Peter and John. They were going to the temple. They were up at the ninth hour. They're going to the temple. They were going to go do what everybody else does in the temple. They were going to go pray and, you know, be, you know just give God glory. They were, they were going to church. And every day, this gentleman, now we know if you keep reading, this gentleman was not a little boy. He was 40 years old. He was a grown man. But every day, they would put this individual out in front of this gate called Beautiful. And it was the entrance to go through there, and they would go into the temple. And every day, they would put this individual, and he would be begging and begging and begging and begging and begging. Why? Because that's what he did all his life. That was his job, based upon his his, his, his shape, his, his, his life. But with all that begging, nothing ever happened. With all the money that he received, he never had strength in his legs. He was never able to go into that temple except for that day because power showed up. Power showed up that day. Right now, there's people out there that are lame. They are spiritually lame. They're physically lame. They're financially lame. Right now, there's people out there, because of that ability, all they can do is beg for help. And all the begging will never save them. All the government help will never save them, will never satisfy them, will never give them, will never guarantee them safety, security, or satisfaction. It will only give them what they need to survive. That's all the government can do for you. It can give you what you need just to survive. But that is not God. God does not give you anything just to survive. He's the God of abundance. I come to give you life more abundantly. And here comes two individuals that were saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. They were full of power. They were full. They had the anointing. They were full of the Holy Ghost. And they came in, and the the scripture says in Acts chapter 3, Peter's eyes was fixed upon this man. 
He was, in other words, he gazed into this man's life. He saw how bad off this man has been for 40 years. He saw that no matter what man tried to do, it never got him into the temple. That man never entered the temple, ever. Why? Because someone who's bound and stricken cannot enter the temple. They're unclean. They're unclean. See, that's what religion does. Religion will tell you because you're unclean, you can't enter it in. But this ain't religion, people. This is relationship. All can come in. All walks of life can come in and embrace the cross. But this man sat there every day and begged. And Peter saw him, and his eyes were fixed upon him. He gazed at him, and he saw, and, and the man said, Woo, I'm going to get something big from this man. Oh, he didn't, he didn't know what he was asking. Oh, he was going to get something big, all right. Something that silver and gold cannot do. There comes a time where your silver and gold that you bank on ain't going to be able to buy it for you, baby. Ain't going to be able to pay for it. Your silver and gold ain't going to buy it. Ain't going to be able to do it. And how many people work themselves silly and they think, if I can just get ahead with this, with this amount of money, it's going to take me over the top. No, it won't. Because no matter amount of money this man had could not get him into that temple. Till power showed up. Right now, there's a person out there. There's a gentleman. There's a lady. There's a child. There's a... There's a child, there's a grandparent, there's an uncle, there's an aunt, there's a cousin. There's a rich man, there's a poor man. There's a healthy man and there's a sick man that need this power. Every day, they sit looking for help. And the only help they're going to get is from you. And it's in this power, as Peter said, Look upon me. Look upon me. Look upon me. In other words, what he's saying is, look upon my Jesus. Look upon my, my salvation. Look upon this, his salvation. Look upon his healing. Look upon his restoring. Oh, you're going to be restored the way God created you in his image and likeness because God didn't create you to sit there and beg. God didn't make you lame. Sin made you lame. Look upon me. Because silver and gold that I've had. But what did he say here? Here here we go. Let me say it right. I don't want to miss. Silver and gold that have I none, but such as I have given I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. In that name, Jesus. In that, and when he said in that name, Jesus, power took over. And he reached out, and he, got, and he leaped. He leaped. The man leaped. He didn't sit there and have to go through rehab. He didn't have to get there and say, oh, a finger started. Oh, I got a tingling in my pinky. I got a tingling in my toe. And all of a sudden, oh, I got a jiggle in my leg. I got, no, no, he leaped. That's real power. I don't care how bad that individual is. I'm talking to you right now. Get out of that bed. He knows who I'm talking about. Get out of that bed now. Because my God is there. God is here and God is there. Get out of that bed. Get out of that bed now. Get out of that bed right now. Get out. And let everyone, as every one of those individuals saw that day, let every doctor... Let every nurse in that hospital, as those individuals saw, let them see you get out of that bed. In Jesus' name. See, that's the power we have. That's the power you have. 
This is your time. This is your season. This is your time and season. Start using the name of Jesus. I don't care how young you are, Aaliyah. I don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're white, black, or Hispanic. I don't care what color you are. Whatever. Just say Jesus. And stand by what you say. Stand by what you say. Stand by that name. When you say it and say, I'm standing right next to you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You stand right next to him. You don't stand behind him. Oh, Jesus, get him. No, no, no. Get him. And you're right with him. You're right with him. Oh, oh, because I'm on camera. I got it. You're right with him. You're right with him. You're right with him. I got to make sure because we're on camera. You're right with them. My shield melted because the power is so hot. You're right with them. You're not behind him. You're right with him. Get him, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. It's time to start exercising your faith by using the name of Jesus and say, get him. Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? Who do you want him to get? Who, who do you want to get Jesus tonight? Who do you want him to get? Who do you want? What's his name? What's your name? I don't care where they live. He's everywhere. Who do you want those that are watching me today? Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? Peter and John says, hey, we're going to get somebody saved today. We're going to get somebody healed today. And it just happened to be. That man who's been there for 40 years, sitting at that gate called Beautiful, never entered in what was beautiful. He didn't know what beauty was till he found Jesus. Somebody in here right now don't want to know what true beauty is. The only way you're going to know is through Jesus. And say, Jesus, get me. Get me now. Get me now, Jesus. Get me now. Give me. Some of y'all need to get you. Some, some of anybody in here needs you. I'll need Jesus to get you. Because y'all so bound up with this world, y'all so, y'all so constipated with the world, y'all, y'all can't feel nothing. Because all you do feel, if you feel like a, if you feel something, you think it's COVID. You feel, oh, oh, I got COVID, oh, I may, what do you do? You check the internet and you go down all the symptoms. I must have COVID because I felt something different in my body. You're so constipated with COVID. You need, you need a, you need Jesus. I know that sounds crazy, but you need a, you need to get relieved by Jesus. You need, a, you need a spiritual movement. I'm talking to people in here. You're so, you're so caught up. You're so, you're so full, of, the, full of, of all this junk out there. Leprosy was real, real, but Jesus didn't let leprosy get the best of him. He walked over to him and said, here. And everybody said, he's touching a leopard. He did it more than one time. You don't touch leprosy because it's contagious. And if you touch someone's leopard, you've been exposed and you can't go. And he was a high priest. What did he do? He touched leprosy. And he healed leprosy. You didn't see Jesus walk around there and like, okay, excuse me. That's a leopard over there. Let me go over there and... Holy Spirit, leave me because I can't see. No, he didn't do nothing of that. He walked over to that individual and he says, come here. What did he do? He loved them. And he shows them and says, hey, to the world, you're an outcast. But to my heavenly father, you are his creation. Be healed. Be saved. Be healed. Be restored. And be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come out of your obscurity into the light. Receive a newness of life. Nothing's too big for God. Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? Who do you want Jesus to get tonight? How bad are you willing to call out their name to Jesus? How bad are you willing to fall on your knees and say, Jesus, tonight they need to get saved. 
Jesus, tonight they need to get healed. Jesus, tonight they need to be restored. What does mean? What do I mean by restored? In other words, the rightful state, the way God created them in Genesis chapter 1. In other words, in his image and likeness, nothing wrong with them. They are perfectly and wonderfully made in the image of God. They have their facets. They're able to walk, talk, and move. They have no, no, nothing blocking them. No, they're restored back to their rightful state. That's the Savior we believe in. And when we're getting ready to take communion through his body, by his stripes we're here. We are restored to our whole life. How bad do you want them? Right now we're going to take the next five minutes. Call out, call that out, call their name out. Get loud. Who cares what they, oh, I don't want nobody to know their name. Guess what? Let it go. We're all in this together. We're all about getting people saved, healed, restored. We're in agreement with you. When you don't know what to say, pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Those that are watching the internet, I'm declaring Jesus over you right now. Wherever you are, whatever you, however you're bound, whatever it may be, I'm decreeing right now, Jesus save you. Jesus heal you. Jesus restore you. Holy Ghost! Transform them now under my faith right now and my, my faith towards that individual, that person that's in the north, that person's in the south, that person in the, in the east, in the west, wherever they are, God. Save them right now. I call them forth right now. I call forth that wealthy individual to get saved. I call forth that poor individual to get saved. I call forth that athlete to get saved. I call forth that banker, that doctor, that lawyer. That entrepreneur, they get saved right now, wherever they are. That individual that works in the, works in the supermarket business, that manager in the restaurant business, save them right now. Whomever they may be. What's their name? What's their names? Can you see them the way Peter saw that individual? Can you, can you lock in? Can you lock into them right now? The silver and gold cannot save you, but it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Rise up. Rise up out of that hell. Rise up out of that sin. Rise up out of that sickness and disease. Rise up out of that debt. Rise up out of that poverty that has bound you. Rise up of that demonic influence right now in the name of Jesus. I don't hear y'all. Oh, y'all too quiet on me. Come on. Hey, we want revival. You got to call it forth. You got to call it forth. You got to, hey, without crying out to God, without seeking first the kingdom of God, we ain't never going to have revival. You got to call it forth. Revival. Revival come. Revival now. Revival in my house. Revival in my life. Revival in abundant living ministries. Nothing's going to hold me back. My job ain't going to hold me back from in, in experiencing revival in a church. I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to be here at night. I'm going to be here. I'm not going to miss one second, one minute, one hour, one day, one week, month, or year. I'm going to embrace revival. Because I'm an employee of heaven. Unified with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and the church. Come on, you got to get like this. This is how we got to get. You want your family saved? You're going to have to get, you're going to have to get so mad. Like said, you know what? Enough. Jesus, save them now. I said, save them now. I'm not going to stop calling their name unto you. They're going to get saved. And then you need to look at them in the, in the face and say, you know what? Every night I call your name out to Jesus. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I don't care where you go. You're going to get saved. It may be at the bar, but you're going to get saved at the bar. You may be a junkie. You may be smoking weed, shooting up, but you're going to get saved. You may have a needle in your arm, but you're going to get saved. 
Come on. Jesus can save anybody, anywhere. Paul, Saul was on his way. to. The, he was on his way. He had orders. And Jesus knocked him off his horse. I don't care where you are. I don't care. I don't care where you are. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what frame of mind they may be in. Hey, that demoniac was under the influence of how many demons and Jesus showed up and all those demons stopped. Why? Because they have to stop and recognize power. And when Jesus showed up, they recognized and they surrendered to that power. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how many demons they may have. It doesn't matter how many ailments the doctor may say. It doesn't matter. It's all about the name of Jesus. It's all about that name. It's all about that name. Say his 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 name. Hallelujah. 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 It's that name. It's that name. It's that name. Don't give up. I don't care what the bank may say. I don't care how foolish you may have been. It's Jesus. Jesus can stop it. Jesus can turn it around. Jesus. Jesus can. Jesus. Nothing's more powerful. But Pastor Dad, I have lived a miserable life. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus can turn it around. Peter was a miserable individual. Jesus turned it around for him. Peter was an individual. Man, he was miserable because he knew what he did. He denied Jesus three times. He denied Jesus. And not in them, not away from Jesus. Jesus was right there. And he denied him three times. But Jesus forgave him. Jesus died on the cross for him. Jesus forgave him. Jesus restored him. Back to his rightful position. With the Father. And on the day of Pentecost. The very one who felt miserable. The very one who felt guilty, the very one who was con felt condemnation, was the very one that preached Jesus. And the people said, what must we do? Born again. You must receive the Jesus that I received. You must receive the Jesus who forgave a denier like me. You must receive a Jesus who who, who forgave me of my sins, who took away my guilt, my condemnation, my pain, who restored me right with the Father. And today I stand before you, not as a sinner, but as a saved individual, saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. And what I have, I offer to you. And on that day, 3,000 souls under the sound of one individual. In the midst of their eyes, it was one individual. But in the midst of the spirit realm, it was the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and all of heaven. Glory speaking through him. Oh, I want you to see that. When you preach the gospel, you are not alone. You have the Father. You have the Son. You have the Holy Spirit and you have all the glory of heaven right with you. And when you begin to preach that power of all of who they are is flowing through you. I don't care who that individual may be. I don't care how hard they may be. When God, might and power and strength and glory flows, his anointing breaks the yoke. It breaks the yoke. It breaks, the, breaks every chain, every bondage. It opens the door to all to be saved. But it's going to take us to engage Jesus.
It's going to take you every day to isolate yourself and engage Jesus. Engage Him. Engage who your Father is. Engage who your, who your, who your Savior is. Engage the Holy Spirit. Engage them. Engage them. Break bread with them. Spend time with them. And when you finish, you'll say, okay, God, let's go. Let's go. Let's go preach the gospel. Let's go into all the world and be your witness. I'm telling you, we do that. We can save all of Pembroke Pines. We can turn Florida around if we're willing to do it. Eleven individuals, eleven disciples, and a handful of people turned the world upside down because they were willing to isolate themselves, get alone with God. And when God showed up, the world was changed. And still today, the world's being changed because those individuals were willing to isolate themselves and willing to get along with God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we're willing to do this, we'll see the change. You'll see the change. You'll see it in your own life. You'll see it in your family. You'll see it in your kids. You'll see it. They'll see it. Your family will see it. And God will add to you daily, just like he did to those individuals. He'll add to you daily. Amen?